0: Good evening and welcome to ignite Depot. My name is Apostle Milton Jones. I want to thank you for joining us this night I guarantee you that if you came with ears to hear and eyes to see and your heart is open and ready to receive the Word of God God's gonna meet you right at your level expectation So it's that time again to be able to receive a right now word that's gonna ultimately change your life Forever. Are you ready? You're ready to jump in? Let's make this confession and we're going to jump right in in the name of Jesus. In accordance to Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captain, the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all and mourn, to appoint them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, all of joy morning garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called the trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified and they shall build the old waste and they shall raise up the desolation of many generations and they shall repair their waste cities the desolation of many generations father we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise and we thank you for this opportunity in your word father we thank you that our preaching and teaching would not be with enticing words of man's wisdom but father let it be in demonstration of spirit and power holy spirit you're already here move up and down each and every aisle. Touch each and every household. Touch each and every listener. Touch each and every person who's watching. I'm believing in covenant with you for miracles, signs and wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, for people to be set free, made whole, healed, and and delivered. We thank you for it. We covenant with you for it now in Jesus' name, Amen. Now we're going to make this confession. Say this with me. This is my Bible the bible is god speaking to me the bible is the truth it tells me how i should think it tells me how i should believe and it tells me how i should live the word of god is the most important thing say it with me the word of god is the most important thing. In fact it says in Proverbs 4.7 seven says. The wisdom of God. God's wisdom. God's word. God's insight, direction and understanding. Is the principal, chief, most important thing above all things. You could have all the money in the world. And not have godly wisdom. And that money it can buy some things. But money doesn't buy everything. Man the most important thing in the world. Is the word of God so we're going to make a declaration and we've made that declaration so i want again thank you for joining us we're going to have a good time tonight man we've been having a good time over the last few weeks talking about the word of the year from the lord was a word of correction direction protection and perfection but he said show me to share this word with you from the very beginning he says jesus came that you might have life and not just to have life but for you to have life in abundance to the full until it overflows say that with me jesus came that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows now we're not just talking about any old kind of life we're not talking about no raggedy life we're not talking about no crazy life we're not talking about no barely getting by avenue life we're talking about the god kind of Life where you always are in a position to feel and refill to produce to always be increasing and to have control over your environment your situation and your circumstance that kind of life which he promised to Adam and Eve Back all the way in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28 when he told him he says, God blessed them and God gave them this command He says be fruitful means to always be producing multiply always be increasing Replenish always be feeling and subdue means to have Control over your environment over what over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth He says I gave you that life from the very beginning That was my original intent from the very foundation of the world But how many people know along the way Adam and Eve? But they bit the, they took the bait that the adversary gave them which caused them to what? receive a word that was opposite to what it is that God said in fact what the adversary did he went so far we've talked about this the last couple weeks that the adversary he's an accuser he brought charges against God telling Adam telling Eve like hey look I know God you know you said you're not supposed to eat of all the trees of the garden except that one tree but truth be told God don't want you to eat of that tree you want to know why come here let me tell you why come here come on come here let me tell you why he don't want you know Because he knows that the moment you eat of that tree, mm, you're going to be just like us. You're going to be just like him, knowing, having a knowledge of good and evil. Newsflash. What did it say in verse Genesis 1:26? That God had made man in his image and in his likeness. Man was already like God. The only thing they did not know was about evil. But all they knew was good because God's intention for man in accordance with uh, Psalms 115 and verse 16 says his intent was God created the heavens and the earth God made the heavens for himself but he gave the earth to man to do what to subdue it to have authority over it to have dominion over it for man to be able to, to be able to rule on earth or operate on earth just like it is in heaven. That was God's original intent. But oh Slick Willie, I always call him Slick Willie this adversary. He came in and he began to accuse God, uh accuse man, accuse God to man. Hey, that's not what God really meant. See what he really meant, because you got to remember the adversary, in accordance to John chapter 8, 44 he is a liar. Not he not that he tells lies, he is a liar. In fact, it says he's the father of all lies. You like what? He's the father of all lies. It's in his nature. He has a nature of falsehood He cannot tell the truth. It's not that he 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 doesn't he cannot tell the truth Everything he says is a lie. So even when he's talking to you now the devil said this the devil said that hold All you got to do is hold it. If he's saying this, it's probably the reciprocal of what it is that he says. If he says that God is never going to heal me, oh snap, because God's word already said that by Jesus' stripes, I'm already healed. If he's telling me that God's not going to meet my needs this time, I got to go to God's word, my constitution with him, and say, oh snap, God promised to slap all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If he tell me that God's not going to cover me this time, I'm all on my own, and then I could like snap hold up and according to Psalms 91 it says those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High abide under the shadow of the Almighty means they abide under the Covering of of the Almighty means God's so close to you that in order for the adversary to get to you He's got to get through God. It's kind of like, you know, back in the day. I have a younger brother We didn't even know if my younger brother knew how to fight or not because he never had to fight Every time somebody talked about doing something to him, you know what happened? As his older brother, I had to raise up. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't fight my brother. If you want to get to him, you got to get to me first. And that's the same attitude that God in. In order for you to get to them, you got to get through him first. And how many people know, with God on your side, if the whole world be against you, and God before you, who are they against you? That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6. If God be for you, who on earth can be against you. Who in the world can be against you? So I want to let you know fr- right off the jump that God said Jesus came to give you life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Cuz remember the adversary that verse John chapter 10 verse 10 starts off saying the thief talking about the adversary comes to try to do three things steal, kill, and destroy, he wants to steal your identity. That's what he was doing with Adam and Eve. He wanted to steal their identity to question that they were already made in an image and likeness of God. He wanted to destroy, I mean, he wanted to, uh, to kill their purpose. He wanted to kill their purpose because if they don't believe that they're already like God, they're going to try to do something to try to become something they already are. And so many. People are doing that today. They are trying to they're spending energy and they're spending money and all these strange trying to become something God already says that they are. So what happens? They don't know their identity. They lose their identity, which kills their purpose and ultimately destroys their life now. Adam and adam went on to live for another he lived for 939 years it took that long for the adversary to learn how to take him out but he never fully lived the life that he was intended to live because he opened his ears and gave attention to something other than what it is god's word says and that's what we're trying what we're protecting you against that's why we give you the word of god that's what god why god is using this year of correction to raise your standard uh, raise bring things make things right and bring things back to a standard of truth to give you direction to point you in the way that you should go for protection that keeps you from all hurt, harm, or danger from the adversary. Because if you get off the road, if you get off see this is the thing. If you're not operating according to the kingdom of God, by default, you are operating according to the kingdom of darkness. There is no in-between. There is no third option. There's only two. You're either operating according to the kingdom of God or you're operating according to the kingdom of darkness or operating basically on this world's systems and how this world does what it does. Are you with me so far? Glory to God. So he says, I came to give you life the god kind of life there was a thief who wanted to steal your identity so he can he can kill your purpose so he could destroy your life now jesus came to give you the god kind of life and in that life he told me to tell you off the jump that you are an overcomer it doesn't say that you might be an overcomer it didn't say in a sweet by and by you're gonna be an overcomer it didn't say when we all get to heaven you're gonna be an overcomer he says you are an overcomer when Right now, how do you know that? First John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. I'm reading out a new King James version. It says, This it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world or overcomes the world's systems. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. This is the thing that causes you to overcome the world. Our Faith what causes you to overcome the world our faith. How do you know that? Who is he? Who overcomes the world? So he's asking the question who is it that overcomes the world? I mean you just told me man that I'm an overcomer and I this is my victory because of my faith I've already overcome the world. Let's quantify who overcomes the world the one who overcomes the one is he or she who believes Puts their confidence in adheres to and believes that Jesus is the son of God hold up You trying to tell me in order for me to overcome this world in order for me to overcome this world system In order for me to live a life in abundance to the full till it overflows to to live the God kind of life You mean the starting point is for me to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the that's the launch point. That's my goal point Absolutely unequivocally, Yes, how do you know? John 3 16 says this God so loved the world He gave his only begotten son Whoever believes in him it didn't say if you was black white Chinese purple green hair stripes heavy short tall whatever the case may be whoever believes that Jesus is the Son of God that person is Save that, save means healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. What also does it mean? It causes you to become an overcomer. You have overcome the dictates of this world system, you have overcome the control of this world system, you have overcome the one who's tried to dictate to you. Your limits, how you are limited, you will never go this far. You can only do this because of your skin color. You will only be able to do this because of your gender. You're only gonna do this because of your financial status. But God says, when you accept my son Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, He says, I cause you to overcome. Why? Because the moment that you receive Him, you receive a deposit of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that causes you to be more. Than a conqueror. See, and in, in John chapter eight, I believe it's in verse thirty-seven. He says, "And in this, all these things, we are made more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, who loves us." Now we talked about that word correction. How correction? The way that God corrects is not through. Tr- It's not through tragedy, it's not through chaos, it's not through, you know, you losing your job, it's not through your wife leaving you or your husband cheating on you or the dog biting you. We found out that the way that God corrects and gives correction that brings about direction that ultimately will bring about, keep us in protection to the ultimate goal being for us to be perfected or made whole is he does it by his word he says this in second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 i'm reading out an amplified version it says that the word every scripture is god breathed given by his inspiration and is profitable for instruction for reproof and conviction of sin not condemnation of sin but conviction of sin for correction of of error and discipline in obedience and For training in righteousness in holy living in conformity to God's will in thought and Purpose and action why does he give you the word of God? Because and why does he correct you and why does he get reprove you? And why does he convict you and why does he do all these things? Because his ultimate goal is so that the man or woman of God may be what complete or perfected and proficient well fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work he wants to equip you he wants you to be so to be so squared away that's what we call it the marine corps they you know they do everything repetitively everything's done repetitive i mean from the way that you hold your tray in the child line is, is is preparing you for when you go to the uh go to the rifle range and how you're holding your your weapon at 90 at a 90 degree angle for how you're marching, even if you never say a cadence. Every time you click the heel, every heel, it sets the cadence. And how can you tell somebody's off beat? Because you're here. Click, click. It's it's not supposed to be like it. It's supposed to be click, 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 click. But if you hear click, 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 you know without even calling somebody out, somebody is out of step but the awesome thing about it is if the person just makes a slight adjustment they can get right back in line or right back on the cadence and that's the same thing when it comes to the Word of God all you have to do is make a slight adjustment and you can get right back on the Word of God for you to be what to be perfected to be completed to be well fitted for every good work how or why so you can live the God kind of life in abundance to the full until it overflows. Now he we've been talking about how in Romans chapter twelve verse two he, he's he's continually telling us, don't be conformed to this world or this age, the way the people are living. Don't be fashioned out there and adapted to its external, superficial customs. But he, as a believer, as one who's an overcomer, as one who's made Jesus the head of their life, as one who submitted their life to him and made a decision, I'm going to become a disciple. See, the thing about it is, is even if many people have made Jesus Savior, but not many people have made him Lord. Savior means I accept what it is that you did for me on the cross, but that whole Lord stuff, it eh, God missed me on that. Why? Because he... I I, I don't want to go to hell or nothing like that. And I I don't want to go to the eternal lake of fire. I I, I want that life in abundance to the full of overflow. But, man, you ain't going to tell me what to do. Can I put you up on something? God loves you. He loves you. It doesn't make a difference if you if you a drug addict. It doesn't make a difference if you a murderer. It doesn't make a difference if you are if the world will call you somebody who's promiscuous. It doesn't make a difference if you a thief, a liar, whatever the case may be. It don't even matter if you in a same sex relationship. He loves you enough that he sent his son Jesus. And he says, hey, I still want to be in a relationship with you. But I did this he still wants to be a relationship with you, but but I've been living this way for so long He still wants to be a relationship with you, but see this is the thing he says But I want to make the exchange with you. He says I want to make this exchange with you He says how about this? How about I give you my life? That's what Jesus is saying He says how about I give you my life my God kind of life my life in abundance to the full until it overflows and you give me that busted till you can't be trusted kind of life that one where you got to always be looking over your shoulder that one where you're never content never happy don't sleep because you don't have any peace he said won't you give me that life he says but when you when you take his life you got to make the exchange you also got to give up your life and you got to give up your will and you got to give up your wants and you got to give up the right to continue to be led by your emotions and by your own Desires and says, you know what Lord? I'll make the exchange with you. He says how about this? He said I'll give you my old busted up life and Lord I'll take your life in abundance to the full and until it overflows. God says I want to make the sh- sh- Shift with you. Did y'all see that? He says I want to make the sh- sh- Shift with you shift. He's telling us here He says, I need you to shift from from living according to the where the ways and the customs and the external superficial customs of this world and for you to be transformed or changed how how are you going to be changed you got to renew your entire mind renew my entire mind how can i do that all at once oh it's not it's a process you begin you get in the word and see the bible was the only book that while you're reading it it can read you what It's the only book where you're reading it and it can flip around and begin to read you. What does it say? What does it begin to say about you? You might look at your life and say, I'm not worthy. And he'll say, I've made you more than a conqueror. You might say, I, I'm just not good anymore, he says, but in me, I've already put you in right standing with God. And he might say, but I, I'm always being defeated. But the Bible turn around and tell you, says, hey, but I, I've already caused you to, to triumph through, Christ, through the knowledge of my son, Christ Jesus. I've already made you an overcomer by your faith in my son, Christ Jesus. See, the thing about it is, as you're reading it and you're looking at yourself and he's telling you, hey, according to my work, this is how I see you and And Jesus and he says, "When you're reading my word, it will, it will begin to project on you. this is how I see you. This is how I see you." This is who you are. That's why we study the word of God. We don't study the word of God trying to be deep and religious. We study the word of God because we have never lived according to the kingdom of God. And just like when you immigrate to another country, when you immigrate to another country, even though you came from a one country, when you go to that new country and you become a citizen, one of the first things you got to take is a citizen's test. What's that citizen's test doing? Ch- checking Testing you to see if you know about the laws and the histories and the regulations and the rules of the country in which you are becoming a citizen in. It's no different when it comes to the Word of God. When it comes to the Word of God, you have to be. You were. You are now. In this in the kingdom of God you are now a citizen of the kingdom of God But you've never lived in this country before you've never you're not used to that government So what do you have to do you have to find out and the king has already provided a constitution? Which is known as the Bible or the word of God and what does it begin to do? It begins to tell you all your rights that you have as a citizen of the kingdom but it also tells you the laws and principles how things work in that new kingdom are you listening to me and see god told me this he said mm-hmm. and if, if, you could, if you're a citizen of the kingdom of god but you continue to try to operate according to the kingdom of darkness systems even though you're a citizen of the kingdom of god and you're reading a reading the constitution which the constitution tells you what you have a right to but you're not operating according to that constitution even though you have a right to it you'll never see it you'll never see it not because it's not available to you but you're not doing it God's way see that's the requirement even even in in Canada I know people wanted to come over from the states and they said man when I come over I'm going to get a house I'm going to get a job and everything and they're thinking is man all i got across the border i mean hitch right across the border ain't no big deal but they will soon find out that when you try to go get a job the first question they're going to ask you is are you able to work in this country now you're thinking physically am i able to work of course man i could do the job come on pimp, don't don't play me like that but that's not what they're talking about what they're saying is legally do you have the documentation called a work visa that says you are a permanent resident status or a citizen status that says you are authorized according to the government you have met all the requirements to work in that country if you do not have that even though you have all the skills even though you have all the abilities, even though you are physically able to do it legal you will not be able to work there and they will deny you the right to work there which means, if they denied you the right to work there, guess what else you aren't able to do? You aren't able to go rent a house because you don't have any employment. You can't go to the doctors because you don't have any medical insurance. Are you seeing how this works? It's but housing is available, medical insurance is available, work is available, but you don't qualify because you have not you have not met the obligation. You have not fulfilled the requirements to be able to work, to live, and receive medical insurance in the country you're going to, it's the same thing in the kingdom of God. You have to make the shift. And why am I why is God spending so much time telling people about the correction, the direction, the protection and perfection? He says because I have need of you. God says he has need of you you listen to me god says he has need of you see the whole thing for the last few weeks has been about trying to get you untied out of all those old ways and getting you, getting you to renew your mind and make that shift in your mind to god's way of doing things because god says i have need of you he's is what is it and this is the word that's going off all across the body of christ god is saying i have need of you I need you I need you. God needs you to do what to be able to carry out your assignment in the earth that his will will be done in earth just like it is in heaven it says this he says this in in uh, Matthew chapter 21 Jesus talking about the coat just before he gets ready to go to the cross he says he says and, and saying to them go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a do- a donkey tied and a colt with her loose them and bring them to me. And that's what the bubble. And that's what God says. He's loosing you right now. Receive it. He's loosing you from your old way of thinking. He's loosen you from that old way of living. He's loosen you from that old way of dealing with people and responding to people. He says, He says, be loose today. Make a decision to be loose from your old way of doing, your old way of thinking, your old way of responding, your old way of action, and make a decision to be loose because the Lord has need of you. He said in verse verse uh, 21, uh, chapter 21, verse number three, in Matthew, he says, the Lord has need of you. The Lord has need. Need of you. How do you know that the Lord has need of you? How do I know the Lord has need of me? Because He says this, and this is how the body of Christ grows. See, the first thing He, he the adversary, wanted to steal your identity. What was the first thing Jesus gave back to the body of Christ? An identity. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, in accordance to 2 Corinthians 5 21. But He also says in second Corinthians 5 20, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 5 verse. Uh, 17 he says this it, uh, verse uh, yeah 17 he says this if any man or woman be in christ you are a new creation old things have passed away everything has become new which means you have overcome the old and you're stepping into the new do y'all see that you have overcome the old and you're stepping in to the new he says, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He says, And the next thing with well, the adversary tried to do is st- steal your purpose or kill your purpose. But Jesus says, I'm going to give you purpose. And he says, Your purpose is this. He says, I want you. This is what I want. Jesus is telling This is what he wants you to do. He says, I have need of you. He says, Because in accordance to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, he says, I have given some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some. Pastors and some teachers For this is your This is what the purpose of your pastor Apostle prophet evangelist And teacher is that's why Everyone needs a pastor Everybody I have a pastor Everyone needs a pastor Why because that Pastor and apostle and prophets And evangelists and teachers what they do When they work together They help to equip The saints which is you which is me when I'm not on the pulpit, but to help equip the saints to do what? To do works of service. So God says this, I'm going to give you pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers to help mature you or to grow you up so that you can go out and do works of service. That's what that word ministry means. Ministry simply means service. Minister means servant. That's what it means. He says, I'm going to grow you up, help you to be changed in your mind. Have your mind renewed by my word. So you can prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I'm going to help grow you up, church. I'm going to help grow you up, saints. I'm going to help grow you up, uh, kingdom disciples. I'm going to mature you so now you can go out on your job. You can go out in your community. You can go out. At the grocery store, you can go out in your government to do what? To do works of service, in order to do what? In order to edify, I uh, grow, or enlarge the body of Christ. See, your pastor, your apostles, your evangelists, and teachers, and and apostles—they can't be everywhere. It was never meant to be that way. Our responsibility is to train you to do works of service so you can go back to your home go back to your community go back to your grocery store go go to your job go in in places of authority and government or in the city council to do what to be able to to demonstrate what how the kingdom of God operates how are you gonna do it by the way that you live by the way that you walk by the way you live by the way you talk by the way that you act how you respond when they see you operate according to the kingdom of god they will treat you just like the nicodemus treated jesus in john chapter 3 nicodemus came to jesus at night he's like man hey look i know i know god is with you because no man can do the things that you do unless god is with them. what was jesus response he said look if you, and, and paraphrase it, if you want to do, see, be able to see and understand how these things get done, he says, you got to be born again, he says, because you won't even begin to perceive, understand, and or comprehend God's way of doing things. And that's the same thing with you. When you allow pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers to mature you, the things of God which means you have to show up you can't get pastured from your couch is you hey you can learn but not pasture. pastor somebody who's anointed to help you along the way and see if you get in trouble I can't help you it just by you giving me a phone call and I never see your face man we need some we need some together time I can help build I can help Uh, Supply some supplements to you but ultimately a pastor is the one who helps to grow you up in the things of God To teach you how to go out and do works of service. So the body of Christ will grow Why does Jesus have need of you? because the only way the body of Christ is going to grow is if you as a Believer as you as a follower of Jesus Christ as you as a submitted disciple student Submitted to his lordship, which means he gets the final say. when you begin to do works of service to edify the body of Christ That's the purpose you can also find the purpose in Joshua um, as you were Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 10 when it talks about how you're, you're to go in and and you're to You know, he he's he said he said I set you to say over the kingdoms to do what to root out and pull down Destroy and throw down. What what was Jesus prayer? And what did he tell the disciples? He says pray this in this manner pray like this God your kingdom comes your your lifestyle your nature your culture comes on Earth your will your original intent plans and purposes be done in earth in government in the medical field in the financial field in The, the education field, in the entertainment industry your will be done your Original plans and purposes be done in all these in- Industries why because when his when his will is being done the kingdom of God It will be established not only in the hearts of men, but also in your everyday life life and then what happens regardless of what the system is because it has the kingdom of God in it every time you show up the kingdom of God is at hand every time I show up the kingdom of God is at hand which means every time we show up God's way of doing things God's nature culture and lifestyle shows up that his will will be able to be done in the earth just like it is in heaven you you didn't know what your identity was at first but now you do you didn't know what your purpose was but now you do and he wants to give you what kind of life the god kind of life has god ever did this before absolutely he did it with abraham see every time god does something in the earth he will always use a man or a woman to do it he will not do anything in the earth without man why because legally it's just like a landlord a landlord if even though he owns the house but you have a you have a you have a deed or you have a uh a rental agreement that says from this time to this time this is your property and even though the landowner homeowner owns the house as long as you have that rental agreement he can't come into that house unless you authorize him to he can't uh, open the door unless you authorize it to it. He can't fix anything unless you authorize it to it. and guess what? It's the same thing when it comes to the things of God when God gave the earth to men and he gave Dominion to the earth to men and he gave authority over the earth to men He cannot just come in Anytime he wants to he has to be invited and when is he invited when you and I pray? So every time he wants to accomplish something in earth, he has to get someone to pray or he has to, and he has to get someone to cooperate him, to act on his behalf and go forth and do it. How do you know? He did it with Abraham in Genesis 12 and verse one. He said, he got Abraham. He says, Abraham, he said, Abraham said, get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. And I will make you make of you a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and those who curse You shall be cursed. He says and in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed He says Abraham I'm gonna I'm gonna cut a covenant with you and this is what I need you to do And when you go and do that then I'm gonna do all these things in your life And the reason why I'm gonna do it is that so all the other na- all the inhabitants of the earth will be blessed he did it with Moses Moses the children of Israel in exodus chapter three he's talking about the children of israel they were in bondage and god had heard their prayers crying out for him to deliver them crying out for him to deliver them and god says i'm going to come down and i'm going to deliver them but he says and moses i'm going to send you to deliver my people out of the hands of the egyptians god did not physically come down but he enabled or empowered moses to be able to go forth and Make a demand on Pharaoh. God says, "Let my people go." And eventually, the children of Israel were let out of captivity. He did it with Joseph. There was about to be a famine in the land, and and God knew that there was going to be a famine, so He already He gave Joseph dreams. In Joseph, third in Genesis. Uh, verse uh, Genesis 37 Joseph is having dreams. He did not know what those dreams meant, but he eventually found out when there was a famine coming, and in those dreams, there was going to be seven years of, of good times, and there was going to be seven years of famine. And he gave him a vision and a plan and positioned him to be in part in the land where the decision would be made in order to bring about. A plan that will sustain the entire nation through those seven years of famine. God had already sent a man there to do it. And guess what? That's what he wants to do with you. He wants to send you. He wants to send me to go forth and be his vessels, to be his hands, to be his his fingers, to be his mouth, to be his eyes, to be his ears, to be able to do works of service in our community, in our neighborhood, in our government, on our jobs, demonstrating the kingdom of God. And he's told me to tell you, he has need of you. He, But he needs your yes. God will never go against your will. He needs your yes. In other words, you have to make a decision. You know what, Lord, today, I'm gonna to make a decision to do it. What's your charge? This is what God told me to tell you, this is where we're gonna stop. He says in Matthew chapter 7, this is what I need you to do. He says, now that you are a citizen of the kingdom, now that you are are sitting under an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, sitting under them means you're gathering together under them, gathering together, gathering together in the presence, in in a local body of believers, in a local church to do what? So he can mature you. He can grow you up. So you can then go out and do works of service so you can edify the body, but this is the message he wants you to give them He has one message the gospel of Jesus Christ is the method on how he restored the kingdom But Jesus mission was to restore the kingdom. He had to go to the cross to pay the price That was the method but the mission was to restore the kingdom of God back in the earth what's your message Matthew chapter 10 verse 7 says this and as you go preach this is what you say the kingdom of heaven is at hand now when you say the kingdom of heaven is at hand means God's way of doing things is at hand so you don't have to be he says heal the sick you don't have to be sick anymore cleanse the lepers you don't have to walk around with all these diseases anymore he says Raise the dead if somebody dead, you can raise them back to life If They have a situation that's dead you can speak life to it and raise it back to life He says and cast out devils He says when you cast out the dead, you tell the devil you have authority. Remember you have authority Over uh, to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you He says freely you have received it He says freely I need you to give it He says I have need of you jesus told me to say god told me to say he has need of you will you say but he needs your yes he's waiting on your yes so you have to make a decision you know what i make a decision to bow my knee today and how do you do it it's as simple as this in the quarters of romans chapter 10 verses 8 9 and 10 it says this the word of god is near you it's in your heart it's in your mouth it's the word of faith which we preach that if you will confess with your mouth or acknowledge with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Remember, that's how you become an overcomer. If you will acknowledge with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he, that he rose from the dead, you shall be saved, healed, set free, delivered, and made whole. He says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with your mouth a confession is made. Your yes is given unto salvation, unto healing, unto your availability. And you know what? Just like when it was in the million car, we had to we had to raise our, our right hand and make a pledge that we would defend this country against all fo- all domestic all forms of terrorism, uh, dem- foreign or domestic, and we had and our our swearing was our yes. Your prayer today is your yes, your yes, God, I surrender my life. Your yes, make me an overcomer. Your yes, to give me that uh, now I have purpose. Your yes that to, to mature me in the things of God so I can go out and do works of them of ministry to edify the body of Christ. I'm giving you my yes today, Father God, that that when I make when I say this yes today, when I, I pray this prayer today, that it's going to put me on a path so I can go out and begin to heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and raise the dead and cast out devils because the kingdom of God is at hand because the kingdom of God is in me. If that's you, pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I repent of sin and receive your offer of forgiveness right now i'm born again right now i'm in right standing and right now i'm a citizen of the kingdom of god in jesus name amen and amen well glory to god if you pray that prayer for the very first time i want or you prayed that prayer before or made a rededication man welcome 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 Back into right position. Welcome into the kingdom of God. Welcome to the body of Christ, man. What do you do next? You got to get in a word-based church that teaches about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, man. We believe Ignite Depot is that, such a church. So hey, you want to come see us every Saturday at six p.m., man? Check us out online, and and, and you will be able to get this teaching, not only this teaching, but you'll get all the teachings that we have available to you in the name of Jesus. Guess what? We also have a podcast we have a podcast called ignite to life where it has all of these broadcasts and even the ones we've done in the past that are at your disposal we also want to give you great news we have a new podcast out there it's called fresh steps for you fresh steps for you and and the whole purpose of it is to help you begin to renew your mind and it feeds you with knowledge and information so that you can order your steps according to the word of god to live your best life yet, or live the God kind of life. So check out our platforms. You can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, all kind of little, all places. You can check out these videos on YouTube and Facebook and on Twitter. And on behalf of Pastor Joanne and myself and the entire night nation, we want to thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next time. God bless you.